0: Hello and welcome to History for Today. For those of you who are new here who came because I posted something that was about Rome, I am a history professor at Bemidji State University in northern Minnesota. And I am thinking about my own research and also about the way that I'm going to be teaching research and writing to my undergraduate students and to a few graduate students. Years ago, uh, when I was a grad student, I revised a short handbook for writing essays in the humanities, which my father had written when he was teaching at the University of California at Davis, and I added a social sciences focus and expanded it a little bit, and now I'm thinking about going back and uh, adding to that with specific instructions on note-taking. The, uh, the handbook already has an introductory chapter about reading and taking notes, but I want to expand that and I want to give specific examples of how to do that. So I will be incorporating a lot of the things that I'm learning now about Zettelkasten and uh, effective note-taking. So, what I wanted to talk about today though was Rome and I got up this morning. I was thinking about how I was going to begin teaching the uh, new classes that I'm doing which are going to be in a high-flex format where students will be able to choose really on a day-to-day basis whether they come to a physical class, or whether they watch the class synchronously on Zoom as we're doing this semester, or whether they do full-on asynchronous online. And my goal is to make all of those things basically equivalent in this new class format. And so I'm thinking about changing the ways that I present content and also the ways that I assess student understanding. And so of course this plays right into the whole idea of effective note-taking and learning through this process. And so I woke up thinking about this and how I was going to change the way that I use my textbook. I also write open textbooks. So I was thinking I would say to the students, uh, and as I'm sitting there writing, uh, my morning routine is to write in the daily notes of Rome. And so as I was doing that, I started writing, as you read, highlight the things that jump out at you, and then I made a note to myself to create a video on how to highlight and how to take these notes. Uh, And then I said, when you're done with a section, look at your highlights and notes, and this is. The first step to taking ownership of the information that you read and the second step of course is writing down the ideas that still seem relevant and important to you after that first filter and then uh, i told them to imagine themselves writing a note card with each main idea on it and i said you can use real note cards if you want i still do have some students who use note cards They can also, of course, use a variety of note-taking apps. I want to try to be agnostic about what apps they use. And I said, try to write a sentence or two that briefly describes the point that you're capturing in your own words. And I said, this is important. The idea is not to quote, but to paraphrase. And I'm going to have to spend some time teaching that whole concept of paraphrasing and then uh, aligning that with ideas of intellectual property, originality, uh, explain to them what plagiarism is and what it isn't and all of that. And I go on to say that while it's very nice that some people always quote authors and it makes us feel special, the textbook isn't the Analects of Confucius. You're not going to find words here that are so special that you're going to want to put them up on your wall. On the other hand, hopefully you will find some ideas that you can use in the class uh, and maybe even beyond it. And then I thought, oh, what I'm doing here is I'm writing Content for the new handbook, for the update to this. And so I typed new handbook and I put it in double brackets, and so that created a page. And then I started thinking about this whole process. I started thinking that I'm writing a series of thoughts in my daily notes. And I've just decided that this is going to go towards this project that I'm thinking about to revise and expand this writing handbook. So I put my notes down in Rome, thinking about this topic. And they're in the daily notes initially. And so I'm writing about this expansion of the reading and taking notes section of my handbook. And the the first chapter of the handbook already is about reading and taking notes. So I write about this very deliberately, thinking that this is the reading and research notes part of the Zettelkasten system. And then I make this new page called New Handbook because I think "Eh, this is probably a permanent note that I'll want to add to directly and then come back to regularly. So I make that, I double bracket New Handbook, I make that page and then I go over to the page that I just made and I add a little explanation of what this is, that this is an expansion of the previous short handbook for writing essays in the humanities and social sciences. And I can continue working there, outlining and expanding the chapters and even drafting content there, right? And so this is kind of a new stage for me in Rome. I've been using Rome for about between two and three weeks now. And so this is kind of a deeper layer, where I guess what I'm saying is that I believe that what I'm putting here now is less ephemeral than the stuff that I write all day long in the daily notes. I do think it's a bit different. It's like having a journal in one notebook where you record your thoughts and you think on paper in a kind of a stream of consciousness sort of way, and then having a different notebook where you're writing a manuscript. The cool thing is with Rome, of course, that this linking allows the manuscript to talk to the stream of consciousness notebook and to collect all types of thoughts that I've had about the topic in this stream of consciousness in the daily notes, even when I haven't been aware of it, right? Or even in other manuscript notebooks elsewhere, maybe, which might suggest connections between ideas that I hadn't deliberately intended or maybe even known about. For example, what happens, I thought, if I... Create a page now called Zettelkasten. I do it and then I actually find that I already have a page of that name. Uh, and so it now has two linked references on it, uh, which isn't so bad because I've only been using Rome, as I said, for a couple of weeks. And I know I've made a Rome page. And so when I go there, what do I find? I find 29 places that I've mentioned Rome and deliberately double bracketed it to link it to the page. I also find 10 unlinked references where I've used the word Rome, but I haven't bothered to link it. I can make a graph in the sidebar and show the page links to these 29 references. Not the 10 unlinked references though, of course. I could review each of those 10 unlinked and decide whether I ought to link some of them or whether they're just sort of repetitions of the word in blocks that I've already linked. Then I think, what would happen if I created a new search page? Because searches actually are how you create pages, it's the same process. But saying something like historiography. Okay, bad example. I haven't written about historiography yet in this graph. What about history in seven? I know I've written about that. So there are about five dozen entries for that. So then I start playing around with more generic words like history. Initially, it doesn't seem like when I when I check that I get anything, but then I realize that I have hundreds of unlinked references. The word history gives me 353 unlinked references in just the 18 days or whatever that I've been using this. They don't show up on the chart, of course, because I haven't linked them yet. If I were to go through them and link them, then they would. Then I would have a very elaborate chart of where all of these words appear and how These notes connect to each other. I can imagine scrolling through each of these unlinked references and deciding which ones I want to include and that would create a nicer image and that would also sort of begin this process of linking. The word history may be a little bit too generic to do this exercise with. I'm not sure that I'd have a lot of use for many of the times that I've written the word history. It might be as absurd as searching for the word thought. When I was writing this in my daily notes, I typed it and I said, oops, there's number 354, mention of the word history. And I used the hashtag when I did that. And then when I went to the next line, it turned gray. And I thought, oh yeah, the hashtag is a thing too. Logically, it is identical to the double bracket. It creates a page. Apparently, functionally, it's different. It does create a page, but people use it for different things. Maybe finding all the instances of the word history, which now, of course, will appear 355 times, but that isn't really ready for primetime as a permanent note. So ideas that are not really permanent note material yet. Probably the biggest element of all of this and making it successful is remembering to do it. It does seem to me that there's some value in scheduling a time for regularly reviewing notes and for thinking about them. And this seems to have been part of Luhmann's uh, process in his analog boxes of Zettles. And it makes sense to continue thinking about these ideas that I've generated as a deliberate, regular scheduled practice, rather than just expecting the software to do it for me. And so I will report on that when I've sort of settled on a technique and a workflow. But that is all for now. So I hope that was interesting to some people. Thanks for listening.